what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast with Juliana. Today, we are diving into it. We're going to talk energy management. I did do another episode previously on energy leadership, but today we're specifically talking energy management, and this is an important one, and I think that you will leave, if nothing less, with some tools in your tool belt to think differently about how you manage your own energy every day and how you receive or create boundaries around your energy so that you can live a high vibe life, okay? And that's not some cute talk, that's real, right? We live in a day and an age and an era in a time, however you wanna say it, where energy, is more wildly accepted. You know, you'll hear people say, oh my God, I love your energy. You have such a great vibe. But even, man, 13 years ago, when I was professionally certified in graduate school as a professional life coach, that was weird, right? People are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you in grad school and getting certified as a coach and talking about these en- this energy stuff? Like, what? What's happening? And I was in LA when that was happening, right? So that's even a place where you can talk about energy a little more loosely. But now I see it happen quite a bit. I do have people tell me, you have such great energy. I love your vibe. And then if you know anything about my story, I say when I came into my relationship with Christ that I got self-checked by God (laughs) and that he was like, yo, like I'm the one that created self-mastery, okay, which we're going to talk about today in terms of energy management. I'm the one whose energy matters most in your life, right? So vibes matter, right? Because I was coaching and my, my motto, so to speak, was vibes matter. How you think affects how you feel, affects how you show up in the world, so you better start managing your energy, right? I was all about this. And then the self-check by God was like, yes, like vibes do matter, but not all of them do. In fact, some of them aren't good for you, but the vibes that you do need to know about are mine. And I just, you know, you have to sit when you get hit with something like that. And I was sitting and I was like, well, that's interesting because I don't know your thoughts. I don't know your heart. I don't know your vibe, right? I haven't been, you know, overwhelmed by this unconditional love because I've never sought after it, right? And ignorance could no longer be an excuse. Like I craved it and I was so, so hungry for that relationship with God. And I just was determined then to find out what is it like to operate at God's frequency? What is it like to order and align your life around what God desires and what matters to God's heart, right? What does that look like? And I was willing to put in the work and and find out. So little backstory there. Hopefully that's helpful. But today when we talk about energy management, I just want you to think about your life in general 
and how you live your life. You know, I hear a lot, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I just need more sleep or, oh, I don't want to do that today. Right. It's exhausting even just hearing somebody talk about that. Right. And I was laughing because even just today, somebody's like, man, like you always have so much energy. You are probably like a little problem child too, right? I'm like, no, but the thing that has been consistent is that I have had energy, this energy, this vibrance, this zest for life, right? That's, that's a gift, but it's also something that I choose, right? So much so that I don't let myself stay down too long, right? Not that I don't feel, not that I don't process, not that I don't go to therapy, not that I don't do my work, but I don't allow myself to stay low because I'm so aware of the value of my thoughts or the weight of my thoughts, right? Or the, the value of my emotions and the information that they provide, right? or how they inform me and give me information to make wise decisions in life, right? Or how to not hold on to things in my heart because of the cost of having held on to things for so long, right? Or having to unpack a lot of past experiences that were not fun to sit with and process and really work through, right? So having done that, I'm not minimizing right, emotions and feeling some kind of way, but I also don't let myself stay down longer than I need to. Hopefully that makes sense. But I value energy. So I value managing my energy well and cultivating it because I know that that is the source of my impact. That is the source of my influence in life, right? So just to give you some context, I work out, not because of vanity, <laughs> right? Not, not to you know, weigh myself. I don't even know a scale, not to have a certain gene size. I don't even know what gene size, right? <laughs> I, I do it because of how I want to feel. And I've gotten a sense now from working out consistently of how I become energized through the avenue of working out. If I feel heavy and intense pressure building up, I will channel that through a workout and shift the energy. And then after the workout, I will be energized and ready to tap into whatever's next for my day. Or I got really clear on what I fuel my body with specifically because I started to recognize there's some foods that make me feel tired and lethargic or that take longer for me to digest, right? Or make me feel like I need to go take a nap. And I eat for energy, right? So I started to just take note of that and start making adjustments so that I can feel good a majority of the time. That's my objective. I want to feel good, right? I started to notice my mind and what I was thinking about. And that's probably, for me personally, because I am so in my head in the sense of I really, I love researching, I love learning, I love processing, I love simplifying things and strategies and breaking stuff down, right? Like I'm in my head a lot, right? So because of that though, I can do that with life situations and make them too heady, lose the mystery, try to figure them out, right? So I also need to process what's going on in my mind differently. So I started embracing practices like journaling so I could literally get out of my head and onto paper what was going through my mind. Or I started talking with a therapist, right, to talk through what do I actually think about this? How do I actually feel about that? When that happened, how did I perceive that versus is that true, right? So rather than just going through life pretending like I'm good, I started processing that so I wasn't carrying that in my mind. 
right? I started really learning my emotions. I even had to get a feeling wheel at one point to actually name emotions because I just had learned to numb them or repress them for for years growing up, right? Which is no way to live (laughs) as a, a fully integrated and whole human, right? So I started to determine really, oh, okay, I might be frustrated, but that's just a general emotion. What's behind that frustration? What's really going on there? So as I started doing that work that you actually have to slow down for, where you literally have to feel your feelings and and name them and be able to understand them and get, get to the root of what's going on in your insides, right? That work helped me understand how to process things and know when I need a little more time or when I need to set a boundary or when I need more time in prayer or whatever I need. It's really helped me understand my needs and wants for many years, you know, um, and any people pleasers or uh, recovered people pleasers and recovered codependents, right? Know that if you've had toxic empathy or if you filled in the gap for other people, you can get really overwhelmed, right? And then when it comes to actually looking at what you want, what you need, it can just feel like a question mark. You're like, I don't even know. I never even spent time wondering or exploring what that is. So actually doing that work helps me now set boundaries better and communicate better, right? Or understanding how to communicate was something that I was always actually obsessed with. (laughs) That's what I've spent a majority of my life learning how to do because I knew that I was coming into the world at a deficit. And I knew that it was something or an area where I actually felt a lot of discomfort. I felt anxious. I felt shy. I felt isolated. I felt alone. I felt weird, (laughs) right? So communicating and articulating what was going on inside of me was a lot. So I just devoted so much time, whether that was studying journalism in undergrad, film production in grad school, coaching, like I just continued to learn how to tell stories, how to communicate, how to relate with people, because I believe people are legacy, right? What you sow into people is your legacy. So at any rate, these are examples of how I personally, and simply, right? This is not even giving a glimpse of what happens behind the scenes, but this is at least a little taste of what energy management is, okay? So I want you to just think, about your own life and think about energy management. Literally, life is energy, right? When you hear a a radio station, this is a common example, when you hear a radio station, you can't see the frequency or the sound wave, but you can hear it. And sometimes if you turn up your volume enough or if you can get down in your car sometimes like I do, you can feel (laughs) the sound wave, right? You can't see it, but you can feel it. Now, it's it's similar moods, right? Our moods and our attitudes, they have a frequency. There is an energy behind that. We might not be able to see it, but man, can we feel it, right? Just think about people in your own life. There's people that you are are drawn to and there's people that like literally you're repelling. You're like, I want nothing to do with that, right? It's just not energy that I want in my space, right? Or in my environment, right? If you step into... a a church or a home or a a corporate office, like those all feel energetically different. There's a certain frequency or a vibe in that environment. It's an atmosphere, right? So just think about that. When you're going about your life, just on average, day to day, where are you living energetically, right? You've got good energy. Are you mostly energized? Are you just living tired, 
Um, are you in the middle somewhere where it's just I'm going through the motions, I'm just existing, right? Where are you energetically? And also consider where do you want to be, right? Because I know when I was going through particularly, there we go, say that one three times, when I was going through a particularly, <laughs> particularly uh, rough season, I was further, uh, what's the best word I can use for this? Just discouraged. I was feeling more pressure that I had to be positive when I just couldn't be, right? Like I just was in a really hard place, um, working through a lot and not even knowing how to navigate it, uh, feeling unsupported, feeling a lot of uncertainty about the future, fear about that and, and how I was going to, to make it, right? Uh, whatever that looked like, whether how was I going to sustain this next season or, you know, if you've ever been without a job, how am I going to close that gap? Like there's these different seasons where you just feel awful and and it takes everything in you to muster to be positive and sometimes like that's not where I was living so I want to say too like if you're if you're grieving grieve right if you are in pain like feel the pain right but learn from it and and give yourself grace but also really pay attention to and discern when it's time to move right so that's one thing that yes I knew I was in for example, I was in a healing season. I've been in different seasons like this where I was able to recognize that this is a time about healing. This isn't the time necessarily to constantly be going out celebrating and distracting yourself. Like this is a time to actually be still, to feel, to process, to unpack, to work through, to grow, to stretch, right? And if you keep running, if you keep distracting yourself, inevitably you'll still come back here. So you either do the work now or you come back to it, <laughs> right? So. There are times like that, but I remember feeling in a tough spot and I didn't want the pressure to be positive. But what that taught me, if this is this is for somebody, if you are in that season now or in that space now, it gives you permission to feel what you feel and to not have to be any kind of way to make other people happy. You know, it just helps you communicate where you are and accept where you are while still moving forward. And that's a beautiful place to actually get to a position of self-acceptance where you, you're not going to stay where you are, but you are going to accept where you are and you're going to continue to do the work to move towards who you're becoming, right? And closing that gap every day. And I think that, that just gives other people permission to not have to fake what they're feeling and to actually show up authentically. So hopefully that helps too. All right, so now that you've done a little litmus test and you figured out, okay, this is where I'm living energetically on a day-to-day -day basis, and this is where I want to be, this is how I want to feel, I'm gonna give you a simple exercise to do on your own. If you're driving, you obviously can't do this, but you can make some mental notes. What I recommend doing, I love doing exercises like this, but draw a line down the center of a notepad and on the left side put what drains me question mark and on the right side what energizes me and i know that this sounds super simple and super basic but you would be surprised how just seeing it on paper and articulating it before your eyes can change how you can show up because you actually see oh my god like i'm spending all my time in things that actually drain me like why am i doing that that makes no sense or I don't even, I'm not even able to flesh out a full list of things that energize me. That's telling me something. 
right? That's telling me that I need more things in my life that energize me in order for me to be me and do me well in the world, right? So on the list that drains you, just make a list of things that drain you. So for example, for myself to kind of help you work through things that drain me overthinking, yep, that's called worry. in a lot of ways, or trying to figure things out, leaning on my own understanding without God. Uh, What else? I would say future tripping, so really trying to plan or orchestrate or get rid of any sort of mystery about future events, right? I'm just trying to plan it all and, and trying to make a plan for me to succeed or to thrive or to, um, excel in some kind of way or progress like I am under the influence of like I've got it planned right I've got to make the plan I have to do this um and that comes from the old nature the nature that operates without God that it is up to me it is up to me to figure it out it is up to me to be self-sufficient and independent it is up to me because I have no backup plan like it, it all is on my shoulders right so living apart from God right? That is how you show up. (laughs) So surrendering that and learning a new way of operating, that's something that I can still see. Whoop, I'm going back into that old habit or into that old practice. So overthinking, future tripping, I say closing the gap or filling in the gap. Oof, man, I'm going to help somebody today. I would fill in the gap in relationships, right? Not just like with intimate partners, right? But just in general, like, so if there's something funky happening in the workplace, I'm filling in the gap about what could be going on there, what needs to happen, right? Or if something is happening in a relationship, here's my mind is caught up in thinking about all these scenarios, right? Or if I haven't heard from this person in a while, like filling in the gap for other people rather than picking up the phone and calling people or initiating a conversation or praying about it. Half the time, just praying about it solves it all, right? Probably more than half the time. But rather than me thinking it through and getting all caught up in that mess, man, don't fill in the gap. (laughs) Don't fill in the gap and think that you are above it all and that know what is actually happening inside of another human. We don't know, right? So that's one, filling in the gap for other people. I would say... What else drains me? Uh, I would say like procrastination. I'm not a big procrastinator, but if I know that I have something on my to-do list that I keep shifting, that starts to drain me, right? Like I'm at a place now where I can sense what I need to do and put some boundaries around it. But that would drain me when I felt like, oh, I had this idea and I want to do this, but I need to do this. And, you know, how is this going to happen? That was too, too crazy to figure all that out. So procrastinating in the sense of putting off what I know to do, but it's also something to pay attention to as well. Because you want to make sure that you're, especially as creative, you want to make sure you're in the right energy to create. Uh, what else drains me? Um... I would say like being lazy. I don't even know what that means exactly, but spending a sort of abnormal amount of time just sitting doing nothing. I think that is productive time sometimes, but um, kind of flows up with the procrastination. And when there's something that I know to do and I'm intentionally putting it off, that would be something that's draining me because then I can't totally relax. So finding the balance there. 
Or another thing that drains me is taking on too much responsibility, right? Or saying yes to too many things, um, committing to too many things. And I would also say doing everything myself and not delegating or not asking for help. So those are examples of things that drain me, right? They don't bring out my best. All right, now things that energize me. Woo, I like this list. And this is one that I actually grew to love developing. It was one that I literally had like zero things on there, but then it just grew in time. And it's one that when I start to feel drained, this is foreshadowing, when I start to feel drained, I know that I gotta tap into some energy, right? I'm going to do a big reveal at the end, so hang on if you're tracking with me. All right, so things that energize you. What are those things? You want to list those on the other side. I would say things. Exercise energizes me. Getting outside, sunshine. I get energized when I'm cleaning and organizing. Super weird, but that happens for me. I get energized when I'm writing. Like Sometimes I can go into this like tunnel vision. It's crazy. I can just go... Phoom! And I'm like in this flow. I get energized by that. I get energized when I'm coaching and when I'm in my element, so to speak, when I'm coaching, when I'm teaching, when I'm training, when I'm facilitating. Um, I am totally in my element. I just can really experience how I get out of the way and God takes over. And it's a really beautiful thing that happens there. And I have so much energy. But strangely enough, after that, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm just done. I have no energy after that. Um, I get energized dancing, love dancing, dance parties, worshiping, so fun. I get energized uh, planning vacations and going on trips and just being spontaneous. Like I love planning spontaneous events and then being open to how they play out. I get energized by giving surprises or um, planning surprises for people and giving gifts and things to people. I get energized. Oh man, so many things really. By adventures, just in general. I like having things to look forward to. So it just gives you an idea. I get energized when I am relaxing in the tub. <laughs> I get energized when I am spending time with God in the Word. I get energized listening to music. So many things, right? But I've developed a list of both. So that's what I want to encourage you to do. Take a look at what energizes you and what drains you. Now, the work is when you start to notice that your your drain list is on high, right? Like maybe you took on too much at work and you said yes to too many volunteer opportunities and you're going to school and you're taking kids to different events and you're not spending time with your partner and like all these things are happening and you're just freaking drained and tired. You got, you've got to, you've got to take things off your plate because you went to the buffet and put too much on there. <laughs> you, you need to be honest about it and stop trying to like push yourself because nobody wins when you're giving them your drained energy, right? Then you also want to make sure that you are balancing out what's draining you with what's energizing you. Typically, I say you've got to have more of the things that energize you than drain you in your life so that you have overflow. Right. So, for example, when I am going into different seasons where I'm leading more or I'm doing more service work, I know that I need to go deeper in the work that energizes me and makes me feel safe, supported, secure, centered. I need that because if I'm out, you know, in the wind, 
right? I need to be stabilized somehow, right? Otherwise, all of that is going to infect me rather than me influencing it, right? So I have to amp up the amount of time. I can't have like 15 minutes of quiet time. Sometimes I need, you know, definitely an hour, if not sometimes up to four, depending on what I need during, you know, a quiet time session. So I know that I need that. I know that I need uh, time alone. I know that I need to be out in nature. I know that I need to be having my daily five habits in check and consistent with all of those. If you haven't seen those, I have a download over on my website, julianapage.com. So you can just go and get that little freebie there. Um, but those are things that I do literally every day to keep a firm foundation. And I get them in every day. Maybe it's not the same time, but they help keep me centered and whole and make sure that I'm showing up for me, right? So that's what you do with this drain and energize list. You take a look and you see, okay, you know what? Like I'm just only doing things that drain me. That makes a lot of sense why I'm all up in my head or why I'm speaking so negatively or I'm always so moody because I'm just in this drained energy, right? And I'm trying to solve it by caffeine or by overeating or by drinking or whatever the vice is, right? When I could just shift it into healthy things that energize me and manage my energy better, right? It's just planning. Poor planning leads to poor results. But if I plan better and follow through, right, which is the self-mastery discipline piece, then I will sustain better energy consistently, which is important, right? Okay, so the big reveal here is that we are actually meant and designed to be magnets for God's power. So cool, right? And what that means is that we are Holy Spirit empowered. I've actually experienced this truth. It's from Isaiah 40, 29, where it says he gives power to the faint and weary and to him who has no might he increases strength causing it to multiply and making it to abound amen right so i've actually experienced this and i honestly believe that being filled with the holy spirit actually gives us physical energy literally i can wake up and sometimes it happens where i'm just like oh man snooze would have been a great idea today right or i was so snuggled and i loved it right you just don't want to get up and i'm like oh man it feels like an hour has gone by and i don't feel like i'm productive at all like i just feel like i'm moving slower and rather than being like oh i'm tired oh today's gonna be really hard and really declaring that over my day i say you know what I might not feel like I have energy, but I'm going to employ this verse in my life and I'm going to trust Holy Spirit to give me the energy, right? And many times I've been quickened by the Holy Spirit and suddenly gone from being extremely tired to feeling as if I could take on anything and I have all this extra energy reserve that came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> and this is a good reason to keep ourselves filled with the Holy Spirit. We need all the energy that we can get, especially because we're such a multitasking world, right? I firmly believe we can make ourselves feel drained by the way we think and talk. Likewise, we can help ourselves feel energetic by following biblical guidelines for everyday living. That to me is self-mastery, right? It's a fruit of the spirit. Self-control is the fruit of the spirit. And learning how to master ourselves and master and manage our energy, whether we're drained, whether we're energized, how we manage our reserves, right? Think about even just water at your home. There are certain times of the year in Texas, for example, where if it's super, super hot, which happens, we, we're not allowed to run our sprinkler system, right? To reserve water, right? 
Now, same thing, right? We need to preserve the water so that, that more of that is available for drinking and all sorts of other things, right? But the same thing is true with you, right? When there's certain seasons where you're taking on more, you have to make sure that you reserve energy for you, that you fill yourself up so that you can give from overflow. You're not supposed to give from an empty tank, right? You usually give people your moodiness, you usually give them your attitude, you usually give them your crumbs or your scraps, and then you expect them to function well or relate with you well. That ain't how it works, right? And it comes from being radically responsible for how you show up, for how you think, for how you speak, for how you act, for that your mood, for your attitude, for what's going on in your heart, what you're projecting, right? The energy that you're literally projecting onto somebody. We do that, but just because we can't see it, different. You know, there's a meme actually that was circling the internet. It's about emotional and psychological abuse, but I'm using this as a visual for you. And it just showed like a woman all beat up and bruised, right? And we would be appalled seeing that, seeing physical abuse, but how many of us use our energy to hurt people or to send them a message or to speak mean, hateful things over, declare curses over their life, right? Like, or think so many nasty things and store up so much evil in our heart towards them. That my friends, is energy and it needs to be cleaned up, right? Like you're not going to prosper storing up all this bitterness, resentment, and offense and unforgiveness in your heart, right? That's like nailing your foot to the floor, (laughs) right? So think about that. It's super, super important. It seems that most people in the world today are tired. I'm sure you can agree with me on that. But I think that part of their fatigue comes from being too busy, but another large part of it is due to the way they live, how they think, talk, and act towards other people, okay? The Holy Spirit, here's the thing, here's a huge takeaway. The Holy Spirit will not energize us to be mean, hateful, selfish, or self-centered, or prideful, right? He will give us strength and energy to do the things God has called us to do and to be kind, loving, diligent, and focused in the process, right? So, so powerful, Okay, and what we don't think, we don't think, which is why we don't make this a priority, we don't think that quietly waiting on God, and it actually says this here, but those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Okay, that's Isaiah 40, 31. We don't think, though, that waiting on God, getting alone with him in prayer, worship, Bible reading, we don't think that that's going to encourage us, but it does more (laughs) to restore our bodies, our minds, and emotions than anything else that we can do. Literally, more more than calling a spiritual advisor, more than calling a friend, more than anything else that we could do, right? More than a session with a therapist, we need to do this regularly, right? We need to insist on quiet time with God and to not let anybody take those consecrated moments from us. It's in these moments, it's in these times, it's being in the secret place, right? Nobody needs to see it. You don't need to post about it on social media. It's not about that. It's being naked before God, right? And, and being able to have that intimacy, to see into God, to allow God to see into you, for God to hold up a mirror for you, to inspire you, to reveal things to you. God empowers you literally to face everything you need to do with renewed physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual strength when we're spending time in his presence, right? It's kind of like osmosis, <laughs> 
<laughs> right? Like we don't have to do a lot of the heavy lifting, but God just changes us. It's so, so empowering. So the other thing to remember if future tripping or planning the future, trying to figure things out or just hustling your way and 10xing and all the things that are common in the world is a struggle for you, remember that if we're supposed to be doing something, the Lord will give us the ability to do it, right? And he will guide and establish our steps. He will lead us into situations, right? But he won't leave us there. He's going to give us strength to do it. We're not going to do it weaker in our own human strength, right? He's going to be with us. He's our God and he's going to harden us to difficulties, help us and uphold us with his hand of victory. That's what he does. It actually says that in Isaiah 41:10, fear not, there is nothing to fear, right? We need to remember that when we're in fear. <laughs> fear not, for I am with you. Do not look around in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice, right? For I, your Lord, your God, hold your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, fear not, I will help you, right? So when we're waiting on God, we're really looking for, expecting, and hoping in him rather than in ourselves or in people, right? Or in situations. We're putting our hope and our expectancy back in God, right? It's spending time with him in his word and in his presence. We don't worry while we wait on God. We don't get frustrated while we wait on God. We don't get upset while we wait on God. We rest. We rest. So it makes me think of people on the internet that are super friendly, just minding their own business, not really, that get on other people's comments or their feeds and they say, sit down. You need to sit down. Go have a seat, right? Like you hear that. But that's really what we need to do, actually. <laughs> we need to sit down. Sometimes when we get nervous or upset or anxious or worried or frustrated or angry or whatever it is, we need to tell ourselves, sit down, right? Our job is not to monitor and control the behavior of anybody else. But sometimes we need to sit down right? And it doesn't just mean your physical body. It means your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. It's important to let your entire inner being rest, okay? So this new covenant that we have with God based on the work of Jesus, we, we don't have to perform. It's not by works. It's by the Spirit, says the Lord, right? So we're able to rest that it's done, that it's finished. We can take a seat and rest in God's presence, Okay, the promise of peace, this is a nugget. The promise of peace is not made to those who work and struggle in their own strength, but to those who sit and rest in Christ. Wait on him and your strength will be renewed. So what that means is, rather than pushing more, rather than hustling harder, rather than 10xing what's not working that I'm not getting honest about, right? Rather than trying to put on this whole facade so the world can view me in some kind of way, I'm going to sit <laughs> in God's presence and let him work with me, right? And work out in me what needs to be worked out, right? And I'm going to do the work that he leads and guides me to do. And sometimes in situations where we're getting agitated, that's when we need to be still. That's when we need to take a seat, not physically, but telling our mind to calm down, taking thoughts captive, guarding our tongue, let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be good and pleasing in your sight, 
keep a guard over my over my mouth against anything that would be a sin against you, right? We need to catch ourselves, right? And also being able to really be at rest in our heart. God, I don't see the way. I don't know what's happening, but I know that you do your best work in the mystery, that that's where creativity happens. That's where innovation happens. And I choose to look for, expect, and hope in you. I know that you are a good father, that you're leading me, that you're guiding me, that you're establishing my steps, that you will teach me in the way I should go. And right now I entrust myself to you. And I thank you that you give me wisdom. I thank you that you give me understanding. And I thank you that you strengthen me in this moment where I feel weak in Jesus name, right? There's something that we can do rather than lash out on social media, rather than phone a friend, rather than start venting, right? But it does take boldness. It does take courage. It does take bravery, right? It does take work. That's why discipline is important. A lot of times we don't experience a lot of you know, the miracles that we can experience. We don't do the greater works that we've been promised to do because we're not disciplined. We're not exercising self-control. A lot of times we're not praying about God helping us with our thoughts or helping us with our words or helping us with our emotions and healing our hearts and getting ourselves right and helping us to act better, right? We're just praying for circumstances. Give me the money. Give me the bay. Give me the house. Give me the car, right? Well, it's like, well, but who are you? first and foremost, right? We want to build these big, you know, legacies and and things on the earth, but we're not even worried about our character, right? And that's a problem. (laughs) So self-control and self-mastery really starts developing when you prioritize your own energy and getting that right, knowing that we're all interconnected, that our energy has a big impact, that what we're thinking has a frequency, What we're feeling has a frequency. What's going on in our heart has a frequency. How we relate with other people, a lot of our communication is nonverbal, right? That has a frequency. That's creating an environment. Relationships have environments and atmospheres. We're here to change those, right? Not to be infected by them, not to tolerate things that aren't okay, not to just allow things to be, right? We, We take that radical ownership by taking responsibility for our own energy, and when we're drained and when we're energized and being honest about it and then start modeling the way for other people, right? Not fixing them, not telling them what to do. The, the, only, thing, the only person that you can change is yourself. And we can't do this work without God. That is something that I will say. I was somebody that was a fan, as you heard, about self-help and personal development. And I was obsessed with it, right? But what I found was nobody can demonstrate or show to me unconditional love like Jesus, Nobody, nobody. I couldn't even taste and see that for myself apart from God. There's no way, no way. All the love that I experienced was definitely conditional, (laughs) right? And there were so many expectations and so many disappointments and it was just too much, right? But when you encounter that love and when you're empowered by that love, that is energizing, right? And you can start to sift through and, and really walk in the world in a totally different way and you can carry your energy and manage it well. Right. That's part of being a good steward is managing your energy. So that's my encouragement to you today. Go spend some time in Isaiah 40 and 41, particularly where it's talking about waiting on God and being strengthened and empowered by God. Think about this. Are you a magnet for God's power right now? And are you okay with that? Right. How what are times when you've been quickened by the spirit and how has that changed your life? Right. How can you be? divine 
strength in the world? How can you embody that for other people, right? What if you replaced caffeine and sugar and, and whatever vice that you had with time in God's presence? How might your life change, right? These are things that we can do, but it's something that we choose to do and it's something that we commit to doing and have to desire to do because commitment alone <laughs> without the delight, without the passion, that's not going to sustain it, right? So that's my encouragement to you today. Check out your energy, see how it's flowing, where it's stopped up, <laughs> what, if anything, that you want to change. And I would love to hear feedback too. If you want to connect, make sure that you go and visit julianapage.com. That is where there is actually a six-week course. It's called U2.0. It's self-mastery and it covers so many aspects of your life where you can really do this work in a guided way. I do a lot of videos. There's a lot of homework assignments. So that is something that can very much empower your journey with that. There's also professional coaching services as well. It's what I love to do. It's my gift and my honor to do. It makes me so happy seeing folks tap into their divine strength and, and do what they're here to do. So if that is of interest, you can check all of that out. There's also God's Vibes Matter books over there and a couple of new books coming down the pipeline. So if you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, that's also what I would say to do. Make sure that you put your name and your email in that little pop-up so you can be updated when you can pre-order the new books coming out. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed. <laughs>